Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Welcome to another episode of Growing Up Broadway, the world's first podcast for theater makers who are young or young at heart. Today's show features the man Good Morning America hailed as the musical theater creative genius TikTok superstar Daniel J. Mertzloff. So help me, Sondheim. So help me, Sondheim. Growing up. Yeah, we're growing up. Yeah, we're growing up, Broadway. Welcome to Growing Up Broadway. I'm your co-host, Timothy Allen McDonald. I'm your other co-host, S.J. Arninger. So actually, we took a pause, like a like a deep pause. We sure did. I think we both needed some some time. Um, we were turning out these podcasts left and left and right all summer, all quarantine. So, you know, we needed a break. Most I didn't know how stressed I was until I finally got outside of New York City, and like my shoulders, I swear, were like taller than my head. Uh, and now when I talk to people, they're like, yeah, Tim, those, that last week in July, you, I was really worried about you. And I had no idea, none. How about you? Well, I mean, also the sheer fact that I think every podcast leading up to our final one before break, I think I cried in almost every single one of them. So I think uh, a little bit of a vacation was probably necessary. I mean, I'm still working, don't get me wrong, but... I was able to get out into the country for a nice little day break. I've done a couple of day trips. So I, I think for both of us and Dan, when he comes on, just getting out of the city for a hot minute has been the best. I think this is the first time that you and I have been really pigeonholed into the city for as long as we have been. So these little day trips have been remarkable for me. Yeah, getting out on the road really gave me perspective. And um, the first time Stephen and I, uh, we were in Denver, we overnighted at the airport in Denver, and the only option to eat was in their restaurant, which was socially distanced, and it, you know, but we had not eaten any food that we hadn't made or ordered from 181st Street. So having someone like serve us food, it was like I, I don't know, it was like the best Christmas, Halloween, and like getting married all over again, all in one, like, meal. And the food, I don't even know, I couldn't even tell you if it was great. It was just the excitement of, like, wait, you're going to go away and you're going to come back with food and drink? So crazy. I will say, I, I did a couple weekends at the beach. We have a friend who has a beach house out on Long Beach, Long Island, so I would go out with friends. And the first time sitting at an actual restaurant with a wait staff, I was scared and so excited at the same time. I mean, they did such a great job with social distancing, but having like an actual, you know, glass of water in a, you know, a, at a restaurant and a glass of wine, I will say, at a restaurant was just absolutely lovely. I agree. We, I also like, I'm now going to uh, share with uh, you both a little uh, secret. Um, 
Stephen and I escaped to Disney World for three days. Right? Wait, wait, wait. When did you go to Disney World? At the end of August, because we decided to get a pandemic puppy, because everybody's doing it. And so we needed to pick her up um, in Austin, Texas. We had come back from our August break anyway, but there was no work. There was nothing going on. And Stephen was like, we've got five days. Why don't we go to Disney World? And I was like, oh, my gosh, why not? And here's the reason that we really went. Because if anyone's going to figure out how to take large groups of people and keep them safe, it's going to be Disney World. So I was actually thinking about JTFs. Like, I want to go see firsthand what what they're doing and how it works. And um, there was just an article in the Times saying that there's been no um, outbreak attributed to the parks reopening. And I'm not surprised because they, they got it. Well, here's the thing. As someone that grew up going to Disney World in Florida, basically her whole entire life by the time she was 18, because that's where I I grew up, I don't admit to that that often, um, I could not imagine going to Disney World in the heat of, of Florida August while having to wear a face mask. That just sounds awful to me. That was the worst part of it, is that um, the, it was so, it's so hot. It's just ridiculous. Um, but we would go early in the morning, you know, get there. You could only go to one park at a time, which is kind of a, I understand it, but also kind of a bummer because some of the parks don't deserve a full day if you're an adult, you know what I mean? Um, unless you're just going to Avatar at Animal Kingdom and then you can just go to Everest and then leave. Um, exactly what we did. And we back and forth between the two. Um, you could ride Avatar over and over again without waiting in line. Um, Space Mountain was a 15-minute wait because that's how long it takes you to walk to the actual load zone. So that part of it was really cool. And the new Star Wars ride, um, I'm just going to say, Stephen Kennedy didn't cry. He wept when we got on. Are you talking about the one where you actually drive the Millennium Falcon or the other one that they just opened? The one that they just opened? That when I was there, it hadn't opened yet. It's 18 minutes long and it's part walk part ride part um, you have like community actors like people who come in and they like question you about like your who's your allegiance to uh, it's epic it is epic 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 um, amazing I will say that whole the Batu area at Hollywood Studios the fact that they're all in character and they treat you like you're a visitor to Batu is unbelievable. And I'm a Star Wars fan. And so when I went with my best friends, none of them had seen any Star Wars movies. And so I'm walking around going, this is the greatest day ever. And they're like, I don't get it. Yeah, I literally went running, running like a four-year-old because Chewbacca showed up. And I was like screaming, Chewbacca, it's me, it's Tim, Chewbacca, Chewbacca. And Stephen was just like, what is wrong with you? That poor man is in a fursuit and it's 100,000 degrees. Well, and I think they have little fans at the top of those outfits for them, the costumes. Don't quote me on that. But um, I still couldn't imagine being in a Chewbacca costume in a 110 degree Florida summer. There's no way. 
we escaped to the hotel pool in the, most of the days, you know, but, but it was worth it. And I, and I did learn a lot and um, it gave me a lot of confidence when we do, um, as we approach um, the festivals, especially one in California on, in which we pivoted to May 7, 8, 9, um, I, there's a plan in my mind. We'll bring in um, experts as well. It won't just be in like Tim's trip to Disney World is how we solved COVID. Um, uh, but it, it did make me feel very confident that it's something we can do and not get anyone sick. Um, do you know what makes me really excited about the fact that you pivoted to JTF West in May and there's not going to be a competition for other things going on at that time? It's sad at don't get me wrong, but the fact that the Tony nominations will not be around that time anymore because of the shutdown going on longer, it makes things just a tad bit easier. I didn't even think about that. I can't, like, there's no calendar, like, highlights anymore. Like, the NBA just finished the 2020 season, and they should, no, no, the NFL. No, what's the basketball? I was right, the NBA one. I am a theater kid right here, theater kid. Um... They should be starting in like a week, right? Yes. They're yeah. like, we're going to figure it out in January. We figured, I'm, you know, I'm a diehard baseball fan, and we're just now getting to the playoffs. And, well, we're in the playoffs right now. So I don't even know what's going to happen when baseball has to pick up again in April. Yeah. Um, can you believe it's October? No. No, I keep thinking that I'm going to wake up and it's still July. We're still like in the middle of all this. And I'm like, oh no, it's actually chilly now in New York City. And I should have been at a Broadway opening last night covering a red carpet. And not having the holiday Broadway season to look forward to is very weird. And trying to figure out all of our coverage for the next eight months is just a little insane. Well, I had an exciting three weeks where uh, the Ogonquit Playhouse was going to produce um, Emma Daughter's Jug Van Christmas, our Jim, my Jen Henson piece that should be opening at the New Vic this season, um, but has been postponed to the next. And, you know, when the final word came down, um, largely due to the fact that the president came down with COVID, and I, that was the final thing where, where people were like, look, if the president can catch it than anyone can catch it, despite the fact that he didn't follow any of the guidelines. So, but that was the final straw. And the producers and everyone were so kind and they were like, we're so sorry we can't do this. And I was like, you know what? The three weeks where I had hoped for live theater was worth the whole thing. Yeah. I don't, you know, the fact that it's not happening, ah, okay, whatever, it's, that's 2020. But for three weeks, I was like pulling together budgets and working with puppeteers and getting the sets designed and doing all the stuff that, that I love to do and really, really missed. Um, it, it's crazy how much you miss it. Like right now I miss live theater so much. Um, but also it kind of floors me how much live theater we attend on a weekly basis, basically being here with our jobs and having Somewhat of a break has been lovely. Um, I just did my first socially distanced red carpet the other day for work. Um, there's a space out in Astoria called uh, Radial Park, and they did a drive-in. And they're going to have this series going on for the next, I, I think it's another three weeks. But the first show that they premiered was the 25th anniversary of Phantom of the Opera, the Royal Albert Hall production with Ramit right. and Sierra Vagas. 
And uh, it was really kind of fascinating. You had cars that were there, but if you bought a single ticket, you could sit at picnic tables and they had squares spaced out for you to have your little pod. Um, and uh, two of the stars from Phantom of the Opera, Ali Edwal, Edwald, and um, I can't think of the gentleman's name, uh, uh, Dennis, I think it's Dennis Derrick or Derek Dennis, um, they performed with a live orchestra. So as the movie's going on, then they would cut to the orchestra with Ali performing, like, think of me live with an orchestra. And they did a red carpet and everything was very social distance and, and really well done. But I was like, this is a weird thing that we're now pivoting to. And I don't know how I feel about it. But it was nice at the same time to be with other Broadway community members. Any way that we could do live theater. Um, I'm so like green, envy, jealous of uh, my British friends because, you know, they just did uh, Jason Robert Brown um, Songs for a New World and everybody was like, I'm looking at all my friends and they're like in a theater applauding. I don't feel like we're even trying in New York City. And, and, and look, I'm not a part of these conversations, so this is just me like quarterbacking from, a, you know, the couch, but like... Why don't we should be trying something? And I get the commercial side of it, you know, that it's not going to, it's financially not viable. But on the other hand, one of the exciting things about him at all. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Is that everybody just agreed, we're going to lose money on this. But let's do it. Let's do it. Because we have to take some steps forward. So I'm, I'm hoping that some brave producers are going to start taking some steps in any way that we can. Just, just move forward. I will go to a theater anytime to watch anything. So they can call me. Well, that's the thing. I'd love for them to figure out something outdoors. I mean, doing some sort of concert series or doing some, just something. I mean, the sheer fact that not only with Broadway, but the Metropolitan Opera now shut down until next September. And then the New York Philharmonic is now shut down for their whole entire season. I know that we're getting into colder months, but at the end of the day, I would rather put on 14 to 18 layers of clothing to go sit outside and watch a live performance right now. That's kind of how I feel. I would literally rather take the duvet off my bed to go watch something than to not have live theater or live art right now. Also, November is when New York has its best weather. We keep that a secret. All of us New Yorkers are like, yeah, totally come in June. It's great in June. But November is when it's perfect. The leaves have turned. It's crisp. You can wear a cute sweater and your little brown boots. Well, black in your case. And Wait, you know, I'm wearing red to maroon today. Wow. Very daring of you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what else is going on with iHeartRadio? Um, we are actually speaking of Andrew Lloyd Webber on Saturday, and then we're re-airing it on Monday night at 7 p.m. We're starting a new best of program where we're going to pick a composer and highlight the music of their career. 
Um, so we're starting with Android Weber. It's going to be an hour-long program featuring all the best Android Weber musicals you could possibly imagine. Um, we have sound bites from Andrew and Tim Rice talking about their collaboration and their works. Um, and then we'll have various composers down the road. Um, I just did a great interview with uh, international prima ballerina Tyler Peck. Speaking of live theater, she is partnering with CLI Studios to do a brand new world premiere ballet. They have a bunch of really great collaborators that are working on this concert with her. Um, it, it premieres uh, the 16th on clistudios.com. So that interview is now up on the station. Um, but we're moving forward with some really cool, fun new things this fall. We're going to premiere a couple of new programs on the actual radio station. Um, our Saturday matinee ended um, right after the holiday. So we're now moving into some 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 fall and, and holiday programming that we'll be able to announce the next couple weeks. I'm super excited about the Andrew Lloyd Webber, Tim Rice um, broadcast. That's really cool. Um, I am such a Tim Rice and Andrew Lloyd Webber fan, but like super Tim Rice fan. And when I was first working at um, MTI, um, I had a one of the original Jesus Christ Superstar posters by my desk. And um, Freddie was touring someone around. Freddie Gershon was touring someone around the, the MTI offices. And in comes this gangly gentleman with long hair, kind of looks like a rock and roller of the day. And he, he goes, he looks at the, I get introduced, but not by, but what his name is. And he looks at the poster and he goes, oh, I remember that poster. And then I realize it's Tim Rice. And I was like, I had like a hundred questions for him. And the biggest question was like, okay, why were you so genius that um, Jesus Christ Superstar is completely sung through and it's so short and it's so clean and to the point. And he said, actually, that wasn't their intention. They could only got the money to make the album and albums were only as long as each side. That was it. He's like, we always fully intended to write a bunch of bad scenes about like Jesus and Judas having conversations. And he's like, but then... You know, we just did what we could, and people seemed okay with it, and that's how they invented the sung through musical. Could you imagine if Jesus Christ Superstar had like twenty minute exposition scenes that we'd have to get through? Could you imagine? I would kill myself. Oh, I should not have just said that on a podcast, but literally, like that just sounds awful. Yeah, they what would they just be like arguing back and forth? <laughs> literally, they would just be reading scenes from the Bible. <laughs> that's kind of Godspell. I think Godspell took care of that territory. Yeah. With <laughs> so what's going on in iTheatrics world? Well, we just had a really huge town hall with all of our junior theater festival family. And we have made some solid plans, which I'm really excited about. Um, JTF Atlanta is going to be an online extravaganza. And um, we are making plans on how we're going to do that and what is going to be involved. And it's really exciting because people can participate no matter where they are. So, no, you know, there's no longer the issue of like, you know, I'm a school and we can't travel or we can't afford to travel. Um, we've lowered the prices and we're trying to just expand the access. And, you know, I, I played with the idea of canceling it outright just being like, we'll just come back next year. And a lot of, a lot of events have done that. I, I need to see that family. We need to come together and celebrate the musical theater. And we, we just need to do it. So that's going to happen over the Martin Luther King uh, Jr. 
Memorial Holiday weekend in January. Then I mentioned earlier we pivoted um, JTF West to May 7, 8, and 9 in the Sacramento, California at the War Memorial Auditorium, which is uh, large, 4,500 seats approximately, so we can totally socially distance and make that work. Plus, then, I, I love that theater. I, I, I love that theater space so much. Well, they remodeled it, you know, and so now hopefully it won't smell like elephants because it was a circus location for a long time. Um, it always smelled like elephants to me. I've never really smelled an elephant, but if I did, it would smell like the War Memorial Auditorium. And then because I'm who I am and my team at iTheatrics are who we are, we decided we would just add a whole new festival. So we're doing JTF Texas in Sugarland, Texas. And that's June 25, 26, 27. Um, and it's going to be, it's going to be the largest festival of 2021. We're anticipating about 64 groups um, at that event. And honestly, if we're still socially distancing at the end of June to the extreme that we are, I'm just saying it's not going to be, it's going to be a different world. It's a different world every week. So um, I'm just excited that we have plans. And then the, on the iTheatrics front, we're ironically working with a really useful group on some, on three different projects that I can't talk about yet, but they're really exciting and really cool. I had a meeting this morning that, I, that gave me a lot of life. So lots going on. Well, I'm really excited that JTF Atlanta is not canceled. I feel like January is a really hard time because it's so in between semesters. It's a time when we all look forward to being in Atlanta and to have the opportunity to still collectively come together virtually, I honestly think that those students would rather do that than give up a year with not being part of JTF. I hope so. I know it's been like the hallmark of my life since 2003. Um, and then, you know, Sacramento as well. Like I haven't spent a February and a January in New York City, which is the worst time to come here um, in a long time. And so having something to look forward to. Um, it's going to be a mix of live events. We're not doing it on Zoom. Um, we're going to use the 52nd Street Project to broadcast live from. So it's going to have a live, fun, like, feel to it. Um, and, and it's something to all for us all to look forward to after the holidays. Because, you know, once you hit New Year's Eve, it's sort of like, what, you're just waiting for Easter, right? Pretty much. So does that mean we're potentially doing a, a live podcast for JTF Atlanta? Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we'll put it right in the pathways position. We might have two. We might have two. Who knows? All right. Sounds good to me. We can do it in person. We'll, you know, we'll do it in person at the 52nd Street Project. We can put up, you know, um, a salad bar, plexiglass, uh, <laughs> wind sneeze guard between us if need be. Um, we can mask up. I don't care. Um, I, have all I just want one of the, like the plastic shield masks that you put on top of your head, not like the mask. I think we should get those. Absolutely. Or just bubbles. We could get those rolling bubbles, like the giant gerbil wheels for. I think that's totally how we go. <laughs> and then it's kind of like we're a little bit in witness protection as well with those things. So why not? By then, I very well may be, let's be honest. Can I have your new puppy then? No, yeah, no. She's so adorable. I can't wait to meet her. She's so damn cute. She's a lover. She's a lover. She's a mouth kisser. On that note. 
bring out our guest? <laughs> Absolutely, let's do that. Um, please um, introduce him. Come on, give the big like SJ welcome. <laughs> So most of you know him as our Zoom master, but also you know him as Mr. Sparkles from iTheatrics. His TikTok grocery store musical blew up the internet with over 4.6 million views. This composer of both our theme songs and like I said, our Zoom master is just one of the most lovely human beings on the face of the planet. So please welcome to Growing Up Broadway, Mr. Daniel J. Mertzloff. Wow, what an introduction. Thanks. I wrote it myself. <laughs> wow, I feel so fancy. The it's really all about the uh, the Good Morning America musical theater creative genius uh, quote that will be on my resume for the rest of my life. <laughs> is that not already on your Instagram bio? Uh, no, that feels weird to put it on there, but it is on my website. Don't you worry. As are links to every article. <laughs> Buzzfeed, Playbill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dexerto, they were the ones who like first got to it, and I don't, I had never heard of them, but they wrote a nice piece about it. Okay, so for those that have literally zero clue what we're talking about right now, can you please explain how this whole thing came to be, and how it, it literally took over, I think, everyone's lives that are surrounding you for at least 48 hours, maybe even longer. Yeah, I guess I'll go back to, like, the very, very, very beginning. So, for those who don't know what TikTok is, it is a social media platform uh, similar to the likes of Instagram meets Vine. So, it's the idea of, like, these short videos, 15 to uh, is the one thing, or up to a minute. You can't go over one minute. And there's a million different things on there. And I really found it as a, a place of solace during quarantine, um, especially right at the beginning, because I was opening, you know, opening Instagram and then closing Instagram, opening Facebook and then opening something else and then reading the news. And it was just bad news all day. And I found TikTok was the one place that I could go that wasn't actively about how terrible the world was at every given yeah, moment. Stop you. Weren't you also like totally into Animal Farm at this time? <gasps> Animal Crossing. Whatever. <laughs> I was a really I was a big reader, was revisiting Animal Farm. Um, yeah, Animal Farm, the musical, Orwell and he were, like, totally collaborating. It's going to be... You can tell I don't play it. It was, it was Animal Crossing and TikTok were my, like, two pleasures in life. Um, so I started just creating random content on there. Uh, just, like, all this random stuff. I was doing this quiz, this daily quiz on Instagram uh, where I would, like, do an arrangement of something without words and people would have to guess what it was. So I started using that content over there, and it did pretty well. And then I started writing a parody musical of Avatar The Last Day. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Airbender, which is a show I have been obsessed with for many, many years. Many, many, many years. Uh, but it was re-released on Netflix this summer, so everyone got re-obsessed with it. And those were my first videos that did, like, really well. That I was getting over 100,000 views a video, um, which was wild to me. Um, the first one, that I only had, like, 
a hundred followers or something when I released it is now at a quarter of a million views, um, which is just wild. So I had been creating content, creating content. And then a couple of weeks ago, this one song absolutely exploded, which is called um, New York Summer by Louisa Melcher. I mean, every single person on TikTok was using this uh, song. It was like every other video, you'd see a portion of New York Summer. And there's this... <laughs> This video that uh, Louisa posted, that's her uh, ch- talking with her, her, she's in the car with her dad, and she plays the song for him, and he goes, who is that? And she goes, it's me. And he goes, wow, that's terrible, which is so mean, so mean. I mean, hilarious, because it's also, like, really deadpan, like, super deadpan, uh, but that has, like, over 14 million views, which is, like, absurd. So everyone was using this song. So being the social media person I am, not really, uh, thank you to Tyler Conroy, shout out to Tyler Conroy who taught me everything I know about social media, I was like, oh, like, this would be a funny thing to, like, ride this trend. So I was like, why don't I do a musical theater parody version of it? Because there's this one line um, that <laughs> was just, like, screamed modern musical theater to me, which is, and we're fighting in the grocery store, and I love you, but I don't know if I like you anymore. Um, and I was like, that sounds just like a modern musical. So I did, like, the full arrangement. You know, we got the strings, the full orchestra, the backup singers, all of that. Um, and just did, like, tried to play in as many different musical theater... Par- well, musical theater constructs and parody them as much as I could while also using the hit song as a parody. There's, like, lots of layers of... Um, you're off TikTok for one day... And you, like, have lost it. Like, you're not in the joke anymore. Um, So it was, like, all of those layers. Um, So I released that. It did well. But then people started taking advantage of this feature called duets, which essentially is, like, you take one video, uh, someone's video, and you react to it, or you can sing along to it. And um, I've seen accompanists use it a lot, like Broadway accompanists who, like, be, like, All right, this is Defying Gravity from the Key Change. Sing along with me. So if you care. And then you get to, like, duet with, like, the pianist of Wicked, which is really cool. Um, But people started using it to add different characters onto this musical. Uh, So it went from just, like, instead of people, like, adding harmony or something, these, like, fully developed characters uh, that started with my wife or partner or whatever. uh, And then the daughter came in. And then the... Grocery store employee, a can of soup. I mean, it just went on and on. There's almost 600 now, so I've, like, completely lost track. Um, But that is the trajectory. Oh, and so then it did really well on TikTok. And then some woman, who I still don't know, uh, put it on Twitter. And that's when it really exploded, because it's all, like, the, you know, the youths on TikTok. Youths and then, like, the three uh, people in their mid to late 20s that are like, I'm still relevant. Um, and then, uh, put it on Twitter, and that's when, uh, it really started to get attention, because that's where, like, all the big blue check marks are, um, that started retweeting it and stuff. So, uh, here's, here's what I will say. I literally was in the middle of an apple orchard in Warwick, New York. My friends had kind of kidnapped me for a day in the country on a Tuesday, um, and all of a sudden, my phone blew up from text messages from you with being like, hey, do you want to interview me for iHeartRadio Broadway? And I was like, what are you talking about? And then I like put my phone in my pocket, and then my phone kept buzzing and buzzing, and it's Dan, 
with all of these things and all of these people that have shared this video. And I was like, I leave the city for literally no less than four hours at this point, And all of a sudden, all hell broke loose with Dan. So who was, so this woman was the first person on Twitter to share it. And that's when it blew up. Correct. I mean, like, it, don't get me wrong, it did really well on TikTok. But what's strange about the duet feature is, like, my video at that time only had, like, 100,000 views, which, of course, is, like, good, but it's not anywhere near viral. But between all of the other ones, it was in the millions. But I didn't even know that. Like, you can't really track that easily. So, like, I didn't know the number. Um, and then when it was on Twitter, that's when, like, all of those like the big name started retweeting it. And it was funny because when I texted you, I was joking, like, totally. like, ha ha ha. And then I started getting the like <laughs> emails and calls from good morning America and stuff, uh, <laughs> which was bizarre. Uh, before we go, do we, do we want to listen to it just for the people who haven't heard it? Oh, for sure. Yeah, please. Just to give you context of what is actually happening. And we're fighting in a grocery store And I love you, but I don't know if I like you anymore We're standing right in aisle nine And you promise that fine Still, we're fighting in a grocery store And I love you but I don't know if I like you anymore. <laughs> it's so absurd. Uh, it's so absurd. I can't believe it exploded. Like, why? <laughs> okay, wait, I have so many questions that we have to just unpack. First of all, for those of you who are listening, go and watch the video because Dan is literally in a grocery store, but there's no, how did you get, where, where is that grocery store? And why is nobody shopping? And where's your mask? Also, who was your acting coach? Because the acting is just like full on spot on musical theater over dramatic acting. Well, that was the other thing was like, it just felt bizarre again, because of the layers of parody. It's like, if anyone thinks I'm trying to be serious, like this is an actual laughing like a like such a joke but the, like the overacting was like part of the parody as well <laughs> um so it's actually it's a green screen tim that's a uh i was standing right here um and it's a green screen a filter that is also again built into tiktok that like everyone uses wow i just aged myself right out of tiktok but that's fine that's fine <laughs> um okay so like Stephen and I get up in the morning, you know, coffee, whatever. We always watch Good Morning America, and we turn it on, and then, and the, there's the lead, like the world is ending, story, and then story two that that they <laughs> is, and we're gonna meet the creative genius, the musical creative genius behind the grocery store musical, blah blah blah. And Stephen and I are like, I've not had enough coffee. We're like, what? It felt like another 2020 trick of like, now now in the story of 2020, Dan is going to become a viral superstar and be featured on Good Morning America. Oh, it just blew my mind. From you joking about me interviewing you for iHeartRadio Broadway to then literally Good Morning America, BuzzFeed. I mean, you name it. They were interviewing you for this 
uh, this TikTok musical. <laughs> it was it was bizarre. And like Good Morning America reached out to me on Twitter. Oh, and the other thing about like it exploding on Twitter, I hate Twitter. It was I like I'm off it. I've been off it for many many years. Um, it just was not good for my mental health. I was like, I'm off. And I, many, many years I've been off Twitter. So I also was like, what is happening? Uh, and like, I had like, I was still private and I had like 300 followers who were like my college friends from the last time I used it. I was like, um, I guess we're gonna unprivate and see what happens. Um, so yeah. Oh, they, uh, good morning America reached out to me on Twitter Instagram, emailed me, like, did the contact thing through my website, and then called my mom? (laughs) I'm not sure where her number is listed for me, but I was like, I mean, like, like a high school form? I was like, when was the last time I gave my mom's number? Like, an emergency contact? Like, I don't know. I just, I imagine your mom being like, um, Dan, it's your mom. Yeah, you need to call back. Um, Michael Strahan at Good Morning America, please. <sighs> yeah, it was bizarre. And like, then Inside Edition called, um, or th- they emailed, and uh, the following morning they were like, hey, we want you to do a segment for today. Do you have an availability this morning? And I was like, yeah, how's like noon? And I was like, Prick. So then they said, uh, are, where are you based? New York? And I was like, yeah, I'm New York. I'm up in Washington Heights. And they're like, oh, we can send a camera crew. And I was like, what? They're like, yeah, we can just be social distance, like wear masks the whole time. And then uh, you'll just take yours off when you start speaking and, and we'll like stay uh, 10 to 12 feet apart. And I was like, I mean, I guess. So then like cameraman and producer show up at my apartment, which I was, uh, my apartment's very clean, like in general, but like, you know, we live here. So like there's sometimes that happens. There's like the the recycling that I was supposed to take out that morning. So I was like, I have to clean everything. Yeah, that was a stressful like half hour. So for a lot of kids and a lot of people across the board, like it's a big dream to to go viral because that in this 21st century is like, yeah, I went viral. It's like a, it's a, a sign of, it's a badge of honor, right? Yeah. Um, but Along with that, there's another side to it, because was it all just, like, totally, like, hearts and flowers in the best, like, news cycle of your four days of your life? Or was there other parts of it that was, like, maybe not as much fun? You know, it was it was super fun, but it also was anxiety-filled. Um, and part of it was, you know, it's, uh, what's the saying of, like, ten praises and, like, a hundred praises and one stone or something? Do you, have, do you know what I'm talking about? And all these people were really enjoying it. And there were just some people who were mean or rude. And uh, those are the ones that, like, I remember. Like, I remember word for word what their comment was of, like, he sounds terrible. Like, even dumb things like that. Like, uh, just really, those are the ones that you remember. And it was funny that, thankfully, I had my uh, dear life coach, Miss Jody Pico, who I <laughs> happened to call. Because, uh, like, she's actually famous. And, um, how she deals with that. And she just, she, she told me about, I don't know if I can say this, but sorry, Jody. Uh, she told me that cause she just released her new book, which is incredible. I mean, I'm obsessed with it. Uh, book of two ways, give it a read. Uh, and she was like, oh yeah, someone emailed me yesterday that said, I hated your book. I couldn't get past the first hundred pages. And Jody responded being like, you know, a lot of other people disagree with you. Um, but I'm sorry that you didn't enjoy it. And it's like, what would... 
what animosity towards this book did that woman have to then email the author saying that she didn't like the book? So that's what I was trying to think about of like, you know, like people are angry right now. They're looking for anything to take their anger out on. Um, but yeah, it was, it's like, it was hard. Cause every time I'd open one of my apps, I'd be like nervous. There was a comment that would be aggressive or mean or something. I, I will just as a sidebar. I love the fact that you text Jody for life advice where I text her about the bachelorette that premiered last night. So we're in like completely two different worlds right there. <laughs> it's like, help. What do you do? What do you do with this? Um, and don't get me wrong. Like, it was a lot, and I was really happy when, like, everything started to die down. Um, and now I'm starting to be able to look back and be like, that was absurd. Like, that was wild. Um, I have to say, like, I mean, you, I, I think you you took it so beyond well as, as a friend, as someone that has watched you kind of grow the last five or six years. I feel like you took it with stride as it is what it is. This is a complete absurd moment, but it's super cool at the same time that I was able to do this and be on Good Morning America and BuzzFeed and Playbill. I mean, iHeartRadio Broadway's Growing Up Broadway podcast. I mean, come on. Um, but you you took it as, you didn't take it as seriously as I think some people would. I think you were in on the joke of it. If Don't take offense to that, but I think you were in on the joke of what this actually is. Well, and I, one, I appreciate that. That's very nice of you to say, um, because, you know, people sometimes make fun of me for, uh, not having my feet on the ground, Mr. McDonald. Uh, <laughs> keep you humble, dude. just trying to keep you humble. I got to keep that ego in check. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I, I think part of the reason that it was easy to do that was like, I, if I think if it had been something that I really cared about and spent like time on and was like a project that like mattered a lot to me, it would have felt different. But this was a joke from the beginning. And like, I, I was sitting at my piano playing this, recording this, laughing to myself. I make myself laugh all the time and rarely make others laugh. Uh, and I'm okay with that. That's who I am. So I did this completely for myself because it was hilarious to me. Um, and I, when I posted it, I was hoping some people would find it funny as well and get some joy from it. So like the fact that all of these people got joy from it, that was all it was ever intended to be. It was meant to be silly. It was meant to be campy. It was meant to be funny. And, you know, there's just so much in the world to unpack that like seeing the people like going on and then seeing like how many people have watched it like to the full, like looking at the analytics that's like, I hope those like 39 seconds, like just made you laugh <laughs> and you weren't thinking about, um, you know, am I going to be able to vote because is my vote actually going to get to where it needs to go? Am I going to get sick while doing that? Is, you know, are people that I care about going to get sick? Are we going to have health care? Are we going to, you know, uh, thinking about two people fighting in a grocery store and like the can of soups perspective makes you happy for a little bit. <laughs> you, and it so does, Dan. It was, it's such a bright spot um, in this time. Um, when the Good Morning America thing teased, I looked at Steven and said, oh my gosh, we've never done like true media training with you. Um, and Steven was like, it's Dan, Tim. He will be just fine. Think of all of the JTFs, 
all of the stuff he's done where he's led teachers, he'll be fine. And you weren't just fine. You were so good, so articulate. I was very proud of you. Thanks. It does make... Oh, go ahead. Watching you grow from clutching a binder at your very first JTF to being on Good Morning America. I mean, as a friend, you kind of go, oh, okay. Like, he's totally fine. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's funny because, like, I was embarrassed watching the Good Morning America for the first time because I, I don't stutter, but I, like, pause and then go again, which makes sense because what I was saying was, like, um, I've, had a few, I've, had a few, I've had a few videos uh, do, well, go viral or no, I was going to say go viral, uh, do go well, do well, but never to the scale. But so like when you're listening, it's fine. Cause you can hear the, like, was go like go viral. Well, blah, blah, blah. But in print, it looks like a person. It looks like a, a, a quote, someone who shall remain nameless might say it like a rally or something where it's like rambling and not making much sense. And you're like, what, what is he saying? It's like in context, uh, mine makes sense in context. <laughs> so at the end of the day all of this happened do you have a favorite person that retweeted or shared or you know commented like who is the who is the number one out of the full week of people sharing this video it's funny because there's like so many for different reasons um like tyler oakley broke me because like you know like original social media star Skylar Aston killed me that he then added on because he's also like I don't know him personally but you know he's like an old like theatrics kid um so like that was hilarious uh um George Takei like so random uh he and he posted like standing ovation I was like thank you George Takei I'm sorry uh 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 the Fonz random it's like th like those people really like broke me because it's like who sent this to you? Um, but the one that, like, really got me was Dan Savage, because uh, he, you know, like, he, he and his husband Terry started the It Gets Better movement, which alone is, like, more than enough work uh, that a person could do in their life. Um, and just what he's done, uh, and I'm also just obsessed with the Savage Love cast, like, majorly. Uh, literally, like, anything I know, anytime I give relationship advice... It is from Dan Savage's mouth, exactly. Like, I'm not even spewing, like, original thoughts based on it. It is probably a direct quote. Um, so that one broke me. <laughs> when you posted the Dan Savage thing, I was like, okay, that's it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, because also, like, people who have nothing to do with musical theater, you're like, what, are, why? Like, I'm glad, like, don't get me wrong, but why? <laughs> it's very campy, like, it's very campy. So, for those that want to find you on TikTok, how do they find you on TikTok, and how do they find your website? Um, the, you can do it in lots of different ways. My full handle is just my full name, which is really long, Daniel J, and then Mertzluft, M-E-R-T-Z-L-U-F-F-T. But the easiest way to do it is if you just search, like, grocery store TikTok in Google. Uh, they have all my handles in Good Morning America or BuzzFeed or Playbill. Uh, so that's even easier. Uh, plus, it gets views for uh, for them, which is good. So, uh, yeah, either those or um, Daniel J. Merksluft. And that's Instagram. Uh, website is danieljmerksluft.com. I think I also... I own, like, all of the variations, so I feel bad for all the other Dan Merksluft's in the world. There's, like, two. One of them is lacrosse coach. But I own, like, Daniel Merksluft, Daniel J. Merksluft, Dan Merksluft. All of them are mine. 
Perfect. Um, no Mr. Sparkles.com? Come on. Oh, geez, no. Should I? I bet that's already taken, probably. <laughs> oh, seems like Liberace may have covered that. Like, in the 100%. Um, all right, well, you know you're a guest, so you have to take the quiz. Oh, I'm excited. All right, are you ready to do this? Yes, it's funny, because if, if they're similar questions, I, like, know my answers, because every time I listen, I'm like, I know what my answer would be for this one. I think there's only one twist. All right, let's do it. <laughs> all right, are you ready on your mark? Get set. Go SJ, first question. What's your favorite musical of all time? Rent. Funniest or most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you live on stage? I was in a production of Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. I was Joseph. It was closing night and everything had gone really well. And all of a sudden I was saying the line, uh, which originally should be years of plenty, endless wheat, and tons of hay, which in of itself is a very confusing line. And I went, plenty years and tons and tons and tons of hay. (laughs) Which the entire cast just looked at me like, is he okay? It's like, you know, I acted it, though, like, tons and tons and tons of hay. There's lots, so, so much hay was available. So much hay. <laughs> if you could play any role, regardless of type, gender, age, whatever, what would you choose? Pippin. Always oh, Pippin. what I was expecting. Okay. What, what were you going to say? I mean, like, also, uh, probably Catherine Howard. I mean, there's so many. Catherine Howard, if I'm doing... That's pretty much what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> like, I'm lying. If if I really had a choice for a a, a, a female identifying role, al- Alphaba. Like, come on, to fly and sing Defying Gravity. Like, that's it. I thought you were going to pick between Catherine Howard and uh, Alphaba. Those are my choices for you. You know me very well. <laughs> All right. Uh, who do you want to be when you grow up? <sighs> Uh, Alan Menken Schwarzenheim. <laughs> that wasn't planned at all. No, it really wasn't. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, what musical best reflects your mood today? Uh, six. I feel happy. If, um, if you could go see any musical live in a theater right now, right today, I'm like, hey, come on, Dan, SJ. Steven, we're all going to the theater. I'll see you there at 7 o'clock. What show is going to be on that stage? Uh, does it have to be, like, a new thing, or can I, like, travel back in time? Anything. It's, okay. it's time. So you could like, anything you ever wanted to see. I want to see original Gypsy. Really? Like, Merman? Yeah. Like, I feel like, what is more iconic? Like, I'll, also Patty in that role, because I didn't get to see it, but, like... With the original orchestra, with, like, original Ethel, like, yeah, I think that that would be the one. Also, like, because it's also a musical. It's, it has everything you want in a musical, you know? So it's, like, for my first time back, that's what I want. Okay. I'd go to that show. I, I would go. Um, okay. This one's not very fair, but Paskin Paul or Marlo and Moss? Ooh, rude. Um... I don't know. I think I think I would say Pask and Paul just because their catalog is more extensive at the moment. But like, what do I listen to more often at the moment? You know, <laughs> not not Pask and Paul. 
But I'd, I'd say Pask and Paul, because I also, like, uh, I, like, loved them back in the day, so I always looked up to them as writers. Well, congratulations. You have won an IOU for those brand new Mercedes Matchbox cars that has got on back order from some factory in Germany. You know, it's they're coming, right? Yeah, I, I've been assured that they're coming in 2022. Look, let's be honest, I'm going to be the one who has to, like, put them in boxes and send them out anyway, so <laughs> I'm happy to just keep my own. That means you get to pick your color first, so. Yes, this color, the turquoise. We love it. Uh, Dan, thank you so much for joining us, you viral TikTok star you. Thanks for having me. This was so fun to be on the other side of the, the camera, I guess. Well, and you're not even operating Zoom today. I know it's bizarre. I'm like, I'm losing, I'm out of a job. I guess I just got to keep being viral. Do it. Do it. Or, or just finish the other musicals that I need you to finish, please. <laughs> Working on it. <laughs> that- All right, thank- episode of Grown Up Broadway. I'm your co-host, S.J. Arniger. And I'm your other co-host, Timothy Allen McDonald. We will see you next time. Now go out there and make the world a better place one musical May the Schwartz be with you. And also with you. Take it away, Luca. Growing up, growing up, growing Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.